Welcome to episode 13 of the DC Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And September 12th marks the 25th anniversary of the debut of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman on ABC that Sunday night. It was a two-hour pilot episode that first aired. So we're going to do a little look back on the pilot in particular, maybe a little bit on the series as a whole, and uh, basically what we think about this two-hour pilot. Yeah, it's crazy that it's been 25 years already. Um, but I, I think it definitely it holds up better than i was expecting yeah and this two-hour pilot so it's like 93 minutes and that's a really good length for it and it's it's slightly longer than what initially aired i know the there's a couple scenes that were were not originally broadcast that are in the dvd and home media versions the the actually opening scene i think was not in the broadcast where lois walks in with the the facial hair and the goatee and the mustache i don't think that was originally broadcast but it is available in the dvd and i assume on all the the digital platforms it's on now but Lois and Clark is an interesting thing. It, for a generation, it was a big deal. Uh, in the 90s, it was the Superman. It was a big deal at a time when superhero stuff was not common. It went on for four seasons from 93 to 97 on ABC. Ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger going 87 episodes total. There was not a lot of superhero stuff at the time. Uh, the, the Superman franchise had long been been gone for a while after Superman 4, 87. And there were some talks to do another film, but... Uh, Warner Brothers finally got the rights back to the Superman franchise, and partially due to the, the popularity of the death of Superman arc in 1992, they wanted to, to capitalize on that and make a Superman show, which is interesting because that's not exactly how it happened, because a show was already in development, and the the death of Superman in the comics came about because Lois and Clark was in development. Uh, the big event of 1992 was going to be the marriage of Lois and Clark in the comics, and instead, for synergy and other corporate reasons, they delayed that because they wanted it to match up with when it happened on the show. Yeah. And like you said, Superman wasn't, at least like in film and live action, wasn't exactly at a great spot in the public eye at this point. So to go forward with this TV show is probably a, a pretty big risk for them. Um, but they, you know, they decided to treat Superman pretty seriously compared to maybe the last time we saw him in live action. Yeah, absolutely. And superhero stuff at the time wasn't very strong there's batman batman returns but there wasn't a ton of other stuff marvel really had nothing going on in movie or tvs uh there was the batman franchise obviously but really that was it and there was a flash tv show 1990 91 that lasted one season with john wesley ship um batman and x-men animated series i think started in 1992 so there was some superhero stuff out there but it's obviously very different in today's world yeah way different landscape at that time yeah, you mentioned Superman 4. That was the last real live action Superman thing. And yeah, it was disappointing. And there was talks of doing a fifth film. And this TV show is what ultimately came about. There was a Superboy TV series from 88 to 92. Um, and, you know, there's some reports with anything we talk about. There's every the details are fuzzy because a lot of it is based off of interviews from people's memories from 25 years ago. But, you know, part part of the part of the belief is that the Superboy TV series was stopped so Lois and Clark could live. But like you mentioned, Superman was not terribly popular. He, it was, he was at a down point relative in his career. You know, he's a character that's been around for 80 years. It has some ups and downs. But with the death of Superman in the comics, he was sort of back on the upswing. And the character just returned in the return of Superman right before this show debuted. So there, there's the death of the previous year and then the return just before the show started. It's crazy to think there, there were, this was a big, this was a big deal. And that, that's what's exciting about it. It was the first live action Superman series since the fifties with George Reeves, uh, besides that Superboy show. And, uh, you know, there were 20 million people 
a week watching Superman on Sunday nights, which was crazy. I mean, this was a time when Seinfeld was a big show and, and that kind of thing. So we're judging it by that standards. Um, but it was written by series creator. The pilot was written by series creator Deborah Joy, Joy Levine and directed by Robert Butler, who interestingly also directed the Batman 66 TV pilot with Adam West, as well as the original, the very first episode of Star Trek. It was not the first episode to air, but it was the very first episode shot. Um, so a, a pretty impressive resume there. And it's it's the first Superman media to adapt the John Burns take on Superman from After Crisis on Infinite Earths, where there was really more of a focus on Clark Kent first and a less powerful Superman, where he's not you know flying and traveling through time. They really toned down his powers quite a bit and really put the emphasis on Clark Kent. Yeah, and that's that's pretty cool, and that definitely definitely comes through in this this first episode, especially all the time that we get to see him with his parents and not in costume, um, and just like you said, being Clark Kent even. Even doesn't even have his job yet at the daily, the daily planet. Yeah, and in, in some ways it's very different from the comics, but in some ways it's very faithful, especially to that after nineteen eighty six run on Superman. Uh, but overall, what do, what do you think? What are your overall thoughts on this two hour episode? Yeah, so I, I like this way better than I I thought I would. I've already said that it it holds up a lot better than I thought it would. It, it seems almost like a movie from the nineteen nineties, a pretty decent superhero movie from the 90s um and just instantly connected with the characters i really like terry hatcher's lois i really like dean kane's clark kent and i I love his relationship with his parents i love the grumpy old man pa kent that's that's a great take on it i really really enjoy and jimmy olsen is fantastic not the same actor that sticks around but i i really like him in this and a pretty strong first uh story we get a really big introduction to metropolis we get to see lex and um yeah i i really really like this episode absolutely i like all the characters and deborah joy levine talked about how she wanted to establish the character first this isn't a super superman action show where there's tons of flying and i mean there's flying and there's action scenes and there's cool superpower use but that's not the focus i mean just from the name lois and clark obviously that's a fun little play on lewis and clark but it also shows that they are the main characters and not superman uh, and I think that from the title and that's the way the show goes also, you know, like you mentioned, I like all the characters part of part of it is that I've known them in those roles for so long, but I think it's really charming cast from top to bottom, all of the main characters. And I think they're really good and really likable in their roles, even if they're not uh, always playing good characters such as Lex Luthor. Yeah. And it's the overall feel of it too. It, it's very lighthearted, but the comedy doesn't I don't know. They they still let like serious moments happen, and it's never really to the detriment of the story. I th- I think it's just kind of a nice world that still has some evil in it, but it's a nice world for Clark Kent to to play around in. And there's it seems like there's just some lightheartedness that I enjoy. Yeah, the show becomes more of a, a romantic comedy in later seasons, but it, it especially starts out as a really strong drama. And this first episode, I mean, you can't ask for much more in a pilot it establishes all the main characters sets up the world sets everything up and you get to know everything you need to know wrapped it up and this is why i love two-hour pilots i wish everything was a two-hour pilot um but you get to tell so much get to establish everything and by the end of the episode everything's established and it's okay let's go from here what's the story from here we know all the main players what can we do now um and there's really only I think it holds up tremendously as a pilot. I mean, I don't I don't know what else you could want unless, you know, you want more action or something like that. But everyone is there. And I think it does a great job of capturing the spirit, sort of the charm, the 
the heart of Superman. And I think that comes through and, and Dean Cain does, does a good job of it as Clark Kent. You know, there's the scene where they're investigating the death of someone and he, he tells off a cop who is being insensitive at the time. And it, it's like, yeah. it's just kind of a throwaway thing, but it's like, whether he's wearing a costume or not, he's standing up for someone, you know, a man, a scientist who's dead. And th- that's really cool. And I think that's what is enjoyable about, about this show. All four seasons is that cast and capturing the heart and, and spirit of Superman. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with you that I wish all pilots were, were two hours and we got to spend some more character moments with people in the, the first episode to get to know them better. Because you can you can definitely feel that if you had there's stuff you could cut out and get this to a normal, you know, 45, 50 minute long um one episode pilot um but you would miss you would have to be cutting out a lot of those character moments like you said of maybe superman telling off that police officer or staying in the theater and admiring the actress and helping her out or all the times he gets to spend with his parents you could cut that stuff out and still have a pretty good story with action and everything but you would miss that out so i'm glad that they expanded it out to two to a a two-part one episode two-hour episode um and yeah, th- like you said, there's not really much more you could ask for in this episode. And I think it, there's like a few corny moments, like Lex having a staring contest with a snake <laughs> or the <laughs> the costume montage. But other than that, it, it's treated pretty seriously, if if a little bit lighthearted, but it's it just does such a fantastic job of introducing us to these characters that I can't really complain. Yeah, uh, those are probably the the, corny, the cheesiest moments that you mentioned there. There's, but in terms of as a pilot, there's really only one pilot line I can think of where it seems like forced dialogue just because it needs something to happen. Where uh, Clark mentions that it's not like Jimmy and Lois to miss a staff meeting when he's been yeah. working at the planet for about four minutes. So, and <laughs> how does he know what it's like for them to do? But other than that, I mean, everything flows so well and and fits so well so i think right away we can jump into the story here but it establishes the daily planet right away you get lois as the reporter you see jimmy olsen you see perry white you see cat grant and then we see clark kent arriving in metropolis saving a bus from pedestrians and he's trying to get a job at the daily planet but it establishes that's the basis that's the home of this show is inside the daily planet and i think it's really well established right away with all those characters yeah established really well we get to see like you said, we get to see Clark save people really, really soon and a little demonstration of his power with the, the handprint and the bus. And um, and that's a, that's a good theme that runs through this episode is him figuring out that he's going to need a secret identity because he gets to save people a few times, even while he's looking like Clark Kent and figures out that that's not a good idea. So it's, it's a pretty good reason for why he would need a costume, a, a secret identity, and they do a good job introducing us to that. Yeah, a great introduction where we see he can't help himself. He wants to, if there's something he can help, he is going to go do it. And I think that's a really cool way to introduce him. And and we see Clark going to take, you know, we see Lois has an assignment for this local theater that's being turned into a parking lot. She's not interested, um, but she, Clark is willing to go take it. And that's how he, he lands the job. Sometimes in the past, he's landed the job by getting a an interview with Superman. But I really like this. This harkens back to Superman in the golden age where he was more of a champion of the oppressed. And, uh, you know, he uses his heat vision to, prevent the demolition of this theater a little bit longer anyway and buy some time and i thought that was a really cool small personal story for him to to go after to get the job yeah and it's great too because it gives some really good back and forth between him and perry white which perry white in this in this this episode is just fantastic he is basically like the perry white from the comic books just jumped out at you in real life and i I think he nails it 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nothing but good things to say about Lane Smith. Uh, what do you think about the whole space station Prometheus sabotage? We see there is something going on. Somebody's sabotaging the space, space program, and Dr. Platt knows about it. He seems like this mad scientist who is really cool and touching. We find out his daughter is um, one of the reasons he's doing it is for his daughter because he wants to be able to establish this colonization and be able to, to study uh, do research in science and hopefully prevent and cure diseases with this space station. What do you think of the whole space station plot? Really, the main plot of the the pilot. Yeah, it, it's really good. It, it pulls the episode together really well because it gives Lois something to do as an investigative journalist. Um, like there's a mystery to solve, but it also because it's a space station and a rocket and everything and just huge structures and explosions, it gives us a chance to see Clark Superman's powers on a big stage and then you might like worry a little bit that this is going to date it too much and the the effects will be too bad and obviously i mean it's 1990s tv the effects aren't the same level that you saw in justice league um but they're pretty dang good and it it seems still pretty like a fresh story a relevant story even though it's that old it still seems like something that could happen nowadays um so i'm surprised by how undated it seems with the, the space station yeah, I think it's a really cool way to introduce Superman with the space station, and the series is great. I like seeing Clark and Lois in their day to day life. I don't necessarily, I, I like Superman. Obviously, I want to see Superman doing Superman things, but I do like seeing the daily life of Superman and Lois and seeing that investigative reporting, going around trying to find answers, interviewing, and doing all that stuff. That's really enjoyable, and that's what works so well about the series and Clark and Lois playing off of each other. And that starts right away, seeing their interactions together. Uh, Lois is very dismissive of him, mentions he's a, a hack from Smallville. She couldn't make that name up. Uh, such a cool thing, uh, such an awesome Lois Lane line to say. But she is, she's also not a jerk to Clark, which she can be sometimes in, in other iterations. And I like that she is, she's not mean to him. She's she's open to him, but she's very dismissive. She's very focused on her on her job. Yeah, she's she's not really a jerk. And she's she's kind of looking out for him because she's, keeping him away from Kat and her wiles um, and bringing him along and kind of introducing him to this world as a, a journalist, even though he has, like you said, maybe four minutes experience. Yeah. And, and we also get in the great establishment of the Kents being alive. Like you mentioned, that was a big part of the John Byrne reboot in the comics. And that is carried over here, keeping both of them alive. And I think that's something you need um, just to compare it to, today's show is not to, to say one format's better or the worst, but if they made a, a Superman show today in the Arrowverse, for example, probably half of the half of the main cast would know Superman's secret identity by the end of season one. And well, actually in Supergirl, I mean, most of the cast knows Superman's identity and he's not even in the show. So, uh, and that's not to say one way is better or the worst, but I'm saying Clark needs someone to talk to about his powers and the Kens are really all he has in the show. Yeah, that's and that's a really good point. And that's that's something about these older shows that I I do like I very much agree with you that I wish there was more secrecy on some of the newer shows about not everybody knowing everybody's secret identity because I think that's something that Smallville did really well. Um and that's that's kind of what this reminds me of even though this came before Smallville. Um but is that relationship between Clark and his parents and trying to figure out, you know, how do I do this? How do I save people and still be myself but keep them from figuring out who I am so that I don't get into trouble. And so, yeah, there's the great relationship with his parents. And like I said, I love grumpy Pa Kent, all the scenes where they're both on the phone. There's just a lot of humor and, you know, kind of love from an, an old married couple that 
is really great to see. Oh, absolutely. And that that scene on the Kent farm with Clark talking to Jonathan is really the core of Clark's goals, his struggles, his what his journey is on this series. He wants he wants a normal life. He wants a family, but he still wants to be able to help people. And that's where the idea for the whole costume secret identity comes in. And so he, he decides that and he wants a secret identity because he can't save people like he did in Smallville because it's a bigger town and people will start to recognize and notice he's already had a couple run-ins in this episode. And so we get that, that costume montage. His mom makes the costume and we get our first glimpse of the Superman costume at like the 77 minute mark of a 93 minute pilot. Um, that's crazy. I, I thought that was, that was really cool, but I wasn't missing Superman as I went along because I think everything else was handled so well. Yeah. Like you said, this, this series focuses a lot about the Clark Kent side of Superman, even more so than Superman a lot of times. And that's really good because that's some of the stuff I love the most is getting that motivation and figuring out who he is as Clark um, and why he wants to save people as Superman. The costume montage, a little cheesy. The That song maybe... Holding out for a hero. Yeah, that that maybe dates it more than anything else in the in the show, but um, it's still it's still good and it's really endearing, you know, with his mom on the sewing machine making up all of these <laughs> these costumes, and then it it also has some some funny kind of almost poking at the fourth wall kind of jokes, like what if someone recognizes you and he just takes his glasses off? He's like, nah, not a problem. <laughs> no, no, it won't be me. <laughs> I love how how the Kents just kind of look at each other, like, yeah. Okay. Okay, that'll sure. that'll be fine. Uh, that that's a great scene. Uh, what did you think of you know Dean Kane as Superman and and or the Superman action and in costume? What did you think of all that? The costume is it's not the greatest Superman costume I've ever seen, but it's also not the worst. And he he's pretty good in action. I I like him. I, he he does a really good job of being a good Clark Kent and also being a really good Superman. Which sometimes you have actors that are maybe better at one side or the other, but I think. Dean Cain definitely found a really good balance between those two. Um, and so I liked everything I saw in action. He really switches into kind of Superman mode and then switches it back off for Clark Kent. So I, I think he did a great job. It's weird that we get, I think he's, he's a very, com- I love the, his Clark Kent. He's very confident. And I like that, that he's not the stumbling, bumbling, as, as fun as that can be. And especially in moderation, I like seeing a, a quietly confident Clark Kent who is an equal to Lois in, in that respect. So I really love his Clark Kent. Clark Kent. He's he almost seems less confident as Superman, but I still think he does a, a good enough job. And that's not the emphasis. So we get to see the Superman action at the end. He eats the bomb. That's the and burps up yeah. the bomb. That's like the big thing. But then he helps push the the space station away. Not a huge thing, a huge Superman threat, but it's a pretty cool introduction to the character. And he also uh, we get to see hints of his powers throughout. I like that every couple of scenes they introduced to superman power they showed him without you know telling us explaining all giving us a rundown of all his powers we get to see him just doing day-to-day things which is really fun from superman yeah we get to see him you know walking walking on the walls which i I haven't really associated with superman as a power before um but that that's a pretty cool one and i'm sure they spent a lot of time getting that effect looking well so i'm glad that it turned out well for them um but yeah that and the floating and we get to see fast typing on the old computer that's pretty (laughs) cool too but but like you said just mixing in without being you know too in your face about it or even times when he doesn't need to use his powers to save people just seeing how his day-to-day life is helped by having his powers or maybe sometimes hindered by you know setting your computer on fire (laughs) absolutely yeah, and I think the you know these aren't mind blowing special effects. I'm of the opinion you probably still can't do a Superman power level character 
justice on a, a weekly television series, just in terms of translating from comics directly to the screen. Not to say that you can't do really cool stuff, but like they show in this in this pilot, you get to see a lot of really cool Superman things and just not the the big blockbuster green screen CGI stuff that you that you would have that you could have tried to do in 1993. Right, exactly, and it, it really is pretty good effects. I was I was surprised by how how well those have held up as well. It's there's nothing to that jumps out at you out at you too bad. Maybe the flying around is could be a little better, but overall it, it's pretty good. Especially when he he flies into the Daily Planet and there's all those people around. I thought they when he's holding Lois, I, I thought that looked actually really good. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good ending to the thing. And uh what about the whole Lex Luthor's involvement with the space station and everything that went on with Lex? Yeah, that was that was the other part I was gonna bring up that we haven't talked about is that this is a really good introduction to Lex as this kind of conniving businessman who right now he's not really bent on like destroying the world or taking over the world. He's just kind of trying to make a profit and he will do absolutely anything it takes to do that, including blowing up his partners in a, a helicopter. So I thought it was a pretty good introduction other than maybe the the cheesy staring contest with a snake just to, to make him a little bit weirder of a villain. I could have done without that part. But other than that, this was a, a pretty good introduction and we get to see why Clark Superman doesn't like Lex, uh, especially with that end. It's it's pretty nice with the basically the sick burn. If all you have to do is look up because Lex has just talked about how he likes that everybody has to look up to him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is the first real live action businessman Lex Luthor that was also part of the, the reboot. And so it establishes him so well. He is involved. He's in there for a profit until he gets the challenge of Superman, of course. But he's he wants to build his own space station, Luther, and we see right away how Lex is so many layers deep. You can't get any dirt on him, even though Superman knows he's involved. He just can't pin it on him, and that's a that's a really cool thing uh, that I like about Lex Luther, and that they do really well. And yeah, that was it's really cool how Clark mentions or Lex mentions earlier. You know, I like that everybody has to look up to me being on the tallest building of Metropolis, and of course Superman at the end saying. If you want to find me, all you have to do is look up. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a really cool ending. Yeah. So I guess we can just do quick, quickly run down the cast and characters. Uh, but we we mentioned a lot about Dean Kane as Clark Kent and Superman, and he mentions later in the series the character does at the end of season two. Superman is what I can do. Clark is who I am, and that's really the, what this this character is about. I think he does. I think he's an excellent Clark Kent, um, confident, and he's got a good heart on him. You know, he's trying to do the right thing. And he's a solid Superman, and I think he does just fine with that. But I really, really like his Clark Kent. Yeah, and that's that little quote just sums up perfectly what I I like most about the Superman character. Superman is what I can do. Clark is who I am. That's that's fantastic. Uh, what do you think about Terry Hatcher as Lois Lane? You said you said you really enjoyed her. Anything else you want to mention on her? Yeah, I really, really liked her confidence right out the right out of the gate. It, she she definitely seems like a Lois Lane who's not going to put up with any any cramp or anything like that, and she's going to do what it takes to to get the story. And so, I, I really liked her right from the start. And like you said, she's not she's not really a jerk to Clark, which is is nice. We get to see a little bit of the nicer side of Lois. And then, like you said later, it kind of maybe turns in a little bit more of a romantic comedy. Those are the parts that I don't like quite about as much about uh, the Lois Lane character, but overall very very good job yeah she is she does a great job of having the the confident the strong the independent lois lane while still being a good person having the heart terry hatcher does a great job of that and and she's really i mean those are the two leads of the show it's right there in the name lois and clark so 
their relationship and Lois's, Lois has to stand out on her own. And I think she does that very well. Definitely. Lane Smith is Perry White. I mean, he's just great. He's, he is one of my favorite Perry Whites because he's the stern and bossy editor that he needs to be, but he's also a family figure and looks out for everyone in the Daily Planet where he's really a, a father figure type to them. And he, he really cares about them. And you can see that as he's a mentor to everyone in the main cast there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Like I said, I, I absolutely loved him. He just, Perry White jumped right out of the comic book. I, I can't imagine anyone else in the role, although apparently James Earl Jones was one of the early favorites for the role, which would have been really interesting. He did come on for a guest spot later in, the, in season one. But um, yeah, Lane Smith is just terrific. And what about Michael Landis as Jimmy Olsen? I, I really, really like him as Jimmy Olsen. He's, he's got a lot of subtle humor, and I, I think it works really, really well. And it's, it's just basically, again, like Perry White, it's kind of how I imagine Jimmy Olsen um, from kind of classic comics. Yeah, and he's unfortunately replaced after season one. I really like him as well. Um, and one of the reasons given is that he looks too much like Dean Cain, which is, is kind of similar. You don't think about it, but they kind of do. And he's he just rides the balance of being likable while also being uh, a little kiddish. He's maybe a little more mature than what you'd think of as Jimmy Olsen. The the second Jimmy Olsen is more a little more childish, but really likable. Uh, Tracy Scoggins is Cat Grant. I like her as well. She doesn't get a ton to do. Unfortunately, she, she provides a lot of the comedy in the show and doesn't get a ton for her character to do. She does have some good moments later on. But, you know, just is a bit of a foil in this first episode. Yeah, I liked her as well. Again, the she just kind of everybody really has a lot of confidence in their characters. And I, I think basically everybody pulled it off really well. Kay Callen and Eddie Jones is, as the Kens are just terrific. They they just have such chemistry as like this old, older, uh, longtime married bickering couple where there's so much love there. And, you know, they sound like they could be on a small time farm and aw shucks, but, uh, but they're also... Uh, good uh good sounding boards for clark and also just fun uh, together yeah and we get a little peeks of you know what it's what it was like to raise this alien that they found and we don't get to talk about it a lot but it it definitely like kind of colors the conversation that they have with clark and so it's nice to see a little bit of that that insight as well yeah and i also really enjoy john Che as, as lex luther he's just fantastic uh get some weird stuff to do but everything from like the way he says words that's so unique and so confident um he makes a tremendous Lex Luthor. He eventually does, you know, when he comes back later, he does have some some bald hair, but I don't even care about that. He's just, he, he does the businessman Lex so well where he's charming, but he's got this dark side to him that you know there's more underneath. Yeah, definitely. And we also get other DC characters. Lucy Lane's just kind of there to tell Lois that she needs to get a man in the first episode. We also hear Inspector Henderson. Uh, he's on the phone and gets a brief cameo. Uh, when the police show up, but he is, you know, a lot of people know him now for Black Lightning, but he's a Superman character back from the, the 1940 radio show. So he's been around for a long time and has a couple appearances in the series. Yeah. The the one line from Lucy Lane that sticks out is you, I hope you meet a super guy. Yeah. I was like, ha ha ha. That's funny. Get it. Get it. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a little on the nose, but it happens. Um, but yeah, overall there is, they don't touch heavily on Superman's background. Nothing really Krypton or where his powers come from. The Fortress of Solitude classes. They just kind of they just kind of say they're there. They don't explain it. Um, they don't really get into that. They touch on that later in the series, but it's really not as heavily in into that. And much like the the post crisis Superman, they don't they slowly introduce those Superman mythology elements, and they don't just dump it right in the front, which is just a different approach from many other versions. 
yeah, but like I said, I think they do a great job of getting you to get a feel of what the Superman is without, like you said, explicitly giving you all this exposition about where he came from, why he has these powers. They just introduce it in, in natural settings, and I think it works really well. Yeah, and just, a, I mean, a really tremendous pilot, like I've, I've said before, but it sets up everything. We establish the love triangle, Superman, Lois, Clark. Uh, we get the secret identity, Clark's at the Daily Planet, and now we're ready to go and tell stories. Oh, yeah. and I'll say there's probably better tv shows that have worse pilots um but this is this is a really strong pilot for a tv show absolutely and holds up really well 25 years later and judging it especially judging it for its time there was i mean this was fantastic for 1993 and for the superhero content we were getting that was around at the time uh i mean it's it's really well done and i think it's i think it's a really strong pilot me too All right. Well, that is all we have for today, our 25-year look back at Lois and Clark. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.